Hello. You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. Hi. Hi. We're back. We're back. It's been a minute. Well, it hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't. We we had some tech issues again. (laughs) Over here. Yes, we, caught we, had it early tech, this time. we had some tech issues, but you know, we're, we're working through it because this is emergency protocol and where we work through the emergency and with the protocol. protocol. Yep. And here we are. And I'm less rattled this time than I was last time. Yeah, you are How actually. Huh. How about that? Kind of. Okay. So we've been uh, busy. Mm. Super busy. Super busy. It's been, I think we're probably off our thing for a while. We've yeah. been releasing a new episode every other Monday for 17 episodes. Yeah. And now we're just a little wonky. We're mm-hmm. going to be a little more wonky until the studio that we're yeah. doing in the back gets done. But we're changing. It has a roof we're and drywall. And lights yes. and a little bathroom. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a space to do this mm-hmm. and have meetings yes. and gather whatever, however we want. I think it's going to be a really fun space to have. So, yeah, we, we, it, we've also been busy. Just mm-hmm. uh, We were away last week for yeah. a work retreat. Yes, Compass and Retreat. this week, it's Saturday after Thanksgiving. So that we had that. We have been talking a lot. We have been talking a lot. Of a lot. People. <laughs> I am uh, just coming back from running completely out of social capital. Like yeah. tapped out Thanksgiving, could barely talk to anybody. Yeah. You were uh, you were not firing on all cylinders. I was tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything either because I was like, not well, right she with mom. Really, she didn't even say goodbye to everybody when she <laughs> right. left for Thanksgiving number two. Nope. So. Uh, it wasn't, you know, the bear situation, no. but it was just you like. You didn't crash your car through the front I window. Didn't, uh, spoiler alert. It's been out for like a year now. Spoiler Sorry, alert. Spoiler alert for the bear. Sheesh. You don't know who did it, though. You don't know what window. I'm sure you could guess. <sighs> oh, my God. So. Speaking of the bear. Speaking of the bear. Uh, wait, wait, <laughs> no, no, just so good. <laughs> it is good. It's kind of, kind of captures in all of this. It does actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family tree of dysfunction. Yes. So let's talk about retreat because some cool things happened yeah. there that some cool real estate things happened, but some cool non-real estate things happened. Yes. Yes. So the cool thing that. We have to go way back to the beginning. Way back to the beginning. Okay. So mm-hmm. way back in the beginning. I broke my anonymity to like the 10,000-ish people, I think, that work at my early company. COVID. Yeah. Uh, early COVID, saying that I'm sober and I'm starting a meeting online 
The reason I did that is that we were kind of used to being online as a company. We were using blue jeans, <laughs> but in the beginning of COVID, our you know we had to as leaders go to Zoom pretty quickly to yeah. uh, to start having meetings online when everybody's getting shut in their houses, right? Just so we could get information out to everybody on protocols and what we had to do and whether we were essential or non-essential and what forms we had to use and we didn't even have forms and yeah how we had to clean things all the stuff we had to do around covid and so i knew that it was going to she be she could smell that it wasn't going to be just two weeks it wasn't well not only that but it wasn't going to be good even for two weeks for a bunch of people who are used to going to meetings to not have a place to go mm-hmm. So I started meeting in our company to meet on Fridays in you know LA time in the afternoon and it didn't matter what 12 step program you belong to. So we ended up with all the different A's. Al-Anon, AA, CA, NA, uh, and if you don't know what they are or you can look them up. Gamblers, <laughs> just to say let's just say we have narcotics, cocaine, Marijuana, Al-Anons, adult children of alcoholics, sex addicts, codependents, whatever your flavor is, you're welcome in this room. We're all going to meet on Fridays, and that's the way it's been. And a group of us, a small group of us, have really maintained it the whole Mm -hmm. time. So a couple of years ago, I asked if we could be on the agenda for our company retreat because mm-hmm. the, any, if you've ever been to any kind of company retreat or company convention, you know that there's a lot of drinking and other Triggers things galore and all the, all the shenanigans yes. are happening. Um, I don't know why everybody thinks they're invisible they're all of a sudden. behavior. <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah. so the coolest part was that our company let put me, you know, my, the meeting on the main agenda, Mm -hmm. which there's all of these extra parties and extra privately hosted events. Some some that are on the agenda, some that are not a lot, probably, there's probably 30 some odd things that are going on or more during these three days that are hosted separately from the company. And the company lists the ones that they're allowed Mm -hmm. to list, but the company put the 12-step meeting on the big agenda this year. So it was like registration badge pickup, 12-step recovery meeting, CEO opening remarks, Jay Shetty, (laughs) keynote speaker, and then uh, cocktail reception afterwards. And it was so cool that they did that. And um, we had about 84 people, RCP, about 40 some odd people showed up. We didn't have enough chairs in the room. We figured it out. It mm-hmm. it all worked out. And um, and the beauty of that meeting was there was a guy there who had one day whose wife signed Literally. him up for the meeting, yeah. which was hysterical. Day one get shot. And yeah, if, yeah, it was just a beautiful thing. And because we recognize how how tenuous and fragile somebody is on day one. Mm-hmm. There were people there that took this person under their wing and just hung with yeah. him. And the rest of us were like rallying for the skies. Like we'd see each other in the halls, like it passing between sessions, like day one's got day two. Day th- he's on day two or now he's on day three. And 
And then day three came, we had a, a second meeting and his wife was there and also identified it. And it was just such a beautiful experience. Like if, if nothing else, if that whole thing was just for those two people, you can't ask for anything more. Yeah. Because, you know, the ripple effects of changing your life in this way are huge yeah. and generational. And it's kind of, it's, it's been a, an amazing experience for me. And I think um, it was just a really beautiful thing. Plus, it gave everybody in the room the very first day, right at badge pickup, mm -hmm. a place to come and say, I have some, my social anxiety is going through the roof. I don't feel like I fit in. I'm feeling less than. I didn't know what clothes to bring. I don't know how to be with these people. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling bad that I didn't get invited to this party or that mm -hmm. party or this dinner or that whatever thing. Yeah. And we could all relate to each other and kind of just identify with each other. And then um, I'll let you talk about it because you came I did. I made it to the first meeting. The second the second meeting was at 8 a.m. on the last day. <laughs> so for for those of us who are still imbibing consuming, yes. <laughs> I had a feeling I was not going to be in attendance. Yes. But I did make it to the to the Friday Zooms the last couple of weeks as well. So that's been cool. But yeah, I went to this meeting which normally my whole life growing up, I've, I've felt like that's like your thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've, that's how you identify in this particular way. And you've kind of earned your stripes to show up in that space. Right. Whereas like, you know, I went to a hand, like maybe one or two Alateen meetings. I've gone, I've attended meetings, but never participated. Right. And so now that I am working our pro our 12 step program, I feel like I can hold that space for myself there and also let people hold space for me. Everybody mm -hmm. was like, yeah, welcome. Like, happy you're here. That's awesome. And that was really cool because I'm like, you know, I think I opened with like, hi, I'm Jackie, probably an Al-Anon and maybe a bit of a shopaholic. Maybe got some food stuff and some money stuff. But as far as I can tell, I don't have like a addiction. Right. right? Knock on wood. But I'm working this program. And so we have that kind of shared right. bond. Right. And yeah, it was really powerful to be in that room and just relate to like what everybody was sharing, right? You know, I feel like a lot of the times when you go to meetings, there's like a specific container around it. Like usually it's a specific program like NAA or CA or AA. Mm -hmm. And so the, all of the shares kind of tend to relate. And there's this whole language and lexicon that's developed around the 12 steps, right? Mm -hmm. Because of because of the literature and how people like to share and what gets laughs and whatever, right? right. So it's got its own little language. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like some of that wasn't as present because this meeting had all types, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was more just like sharing on this kind of human level and uh -huh. also acknowledging the, the addict right. part. Right. That was really interesting. And I think also like the mental health discourse within the program is a lot more robust than it was beforehand. Whereas like, 
you know, people would kind of throw vague euphemisms out like, oh, you know, I just couldn't hang, right? Or like, Hmm. I didn't know how to show up. And now it's more like my social anxiety is through the roof. I'm really like struggling with depression. I, you know, whatever. Um, And so I feel like that is also a huge step for everybody. Definitely. And the other thing that is a really beautiful byproduct of having these meetings is you know, we're all in this room. Mm-hmm. We all see each other's faces. You get these first names. Sometimes you remember them, sometimes you don't. But a yeah. lot of times we just remember the faces, yes. especially in the beginning. And then it's like, you know, this is your tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that there's some safety in this thing. So yeah. as you're moving through these three days of yeah. this retreat, which is why we set it up exactly when we did at mm-hmm. registration, you could find your people in any given circumstance right. and know that you could just grab them by the arm and say, Hey, I'm having a rough time. Yeah. Like, no matter what. And they would yeah. stop and, like, or just be there have for somebody you. to walk up to, right? Yes. In a place where you're going to, like, usually at retreat, unless I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know most of the people. Like, at this point, I have a few friends here or there, but I can still walk into a room and not know anybody. And so, right. having that, I think we had also realize too that when you share in this particular way you can drop in with somebody in terms of like the intimacy and depth of that connection a lot more quickly than like when you're at a another conference just to network right right Right. so like there are people there who are just like handing out business cards like their tiktoks and i'm like i don't want your fucking business card (laughs) right like that's not i don't know you. that's not a connection yeah yeah Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of like, there can be a lot of pressure at these retreats to maximize your networking in order to increase your bottom line and get more referrals business-wise, specifically Mm -hmm. for real estate, but maybe for other ways. Um, For some people, maybe you don't have to network within your industry, but people are on their best and worst behavior, right? And so that pressure can be really intense, Mm -hmm. right? I feel a lot of pressure on myself. And then I'm like, you know what? That's not what I, I'm not a numbers gal. That's never been how I've done business or friendship, right? And you've always gotten referrals from the retreats from the people you have built your relationships with. You've built real relationships with people over the years, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But it is a super cool thing to be able to identify with the feelings that other people are sharing, Mm -hmm. even though we may have way different beliefs and all of the other stuff, but there's some commonality that happens when people come into a room and share the way we share. Uh, And it's, it's pretty remarkable how, like you said, how quickly you can just know like, Oh, there's one of my people. There's one of my people. And and there's this safety all of a sudden now these people felt safe Mm -hmm. who, you know, were terrified coming into it. So that was a really beautiful thing. And I feel like, you know, the closest I've come to that before this is Mm -hmm. in Circle. Yeah. Right. Which is the group formerly known as Boss Ladies slash Eredita. And I have found that to be particularly special compared to the AA meetings I had attended because people kind of, you know, the questions were a bit more like on the esoteric side, Mm -hmm. but the sharing was the same, right? You would go one at a time, no crosstalk. And then at the end, you could kind of go up to somebody if you really like resonated with them, right? But that level of like dropping in and being present with other people, holding space for yourself and having space being held Mm -hmm. is so important. And it's different when it happens in real life. Right. So different. Like that magic of 
I don't know. Yeah. We're just not meant to be alone. And everybody's alone no. right now. Yeah, everybody's alone. I feel like everybody alone. feels alone. Yeah, everybody feels alone. I feel alone. Yeah. And so that's the thing, but you're not alone now. Like, I mean, yeah. and I think even you coming to our Zoom meeting mm-hmm. yesterday, you defaulted because you were in the car with me when we were doing it on the way yeah. drive back. But, you know, I think it's, it's like there is a calming kind of centering grounding thing knowing there's a place to go yeah that you're gonna see people that you've connected with on a different level Mm -hmm. and that you feel some sort of kinship with yeah and that there's gonna be somebody you connect with like you're you know you're gonna get something you're gonna relate to everything yeah that's shared and so it's a really amazing beautiful thing and Mm -hmm. uh, as (laughs) as we were leaving the big party on the last night our friends are in the car and he and he says you know that other convention what it was right (laughs) and i was like um medical it was like a medical convention he goes yeah medical devices and i was like what kind of medical devices and he's like let me show you. And he pulls up on his phone the, the advertising that they had around. Somehow I missed Just like this for size. the uh, Maybe penis implants mm-hmm. that they were having a convention about yes. at the same time we were having our convention. Yes. And the joke levels in the car on the way back to driving them to their hotel where like because it just side splitting away. yes we didn't have to make small talk or like hide our sensitive humor yes there is like it allowed for a level of like authenticity yes. and connection yes and that's the other thing about the rooms is that there's not a, a overlay of political mm. correctedness not not political correctedness but a you know what can be said and what can't be said what right. can be shared in public and what can't be shared in public right. right and so in that there is a beauty of like i may not agree with whatever that person's yeah. political beliefs are but i can relate to the feelings that right. they're having right now as a human right yeah. and so for some reason that just makes the room this really cool place to be especially yeah. in a place right now where we're like feeling very divisive around yeah. uh, hot topics and so it was just fantastic um and it also like for me provided contrast to like you know i i am very intentional when i when i consume substances right uh-huh. and having like this meeting as a foil to everybody else who was like oh yeah i you know could really use a gummy right now and i was like oh i was like i I feel like a gummy doesn't sound that good maybe some mushroom chocolate would be fine right (laughs) but like you know yeah but otherwise i think also like i found myself relating to the fact that like I'm pretty much just as sober as everybody else is most of the time because of the way that I live my life and because mm. I have the tools that I grew up with right. from you and the awareness of it, right? So I'm not... Well, you're aware that there's this fine line then and Right, I'm aware that there is it. some sort of chemical something that like the switch can flip at any moment. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and thus far, it seems, you know, there's I've tried some things and nothing really seems to stick. There are some things I won't try, like cocaine. I'm just mm-hmm. not interested. Which is um, interesting because I was talking to another friend of mine who mm. was um, talking about 
mushrooms and ayahuasca, which is a big thing that's happening right now totally. around the world and um, microdosing and and the experience with that and how she thought I could do that. And mm. I, when you're not addicted, mm-hmm. so like you're not addicted, but but you understand it just from seeing it play out in our family and in our world. Yeah. I know I'm addicted. And once I consume something that mind alter that is mind altering, right. that sets off this phenomenon of mm-hmm. craving and an obsession to have more yeah. in me that it doesn't in a normal person. Yeah. And because of that, it's such a dangerous, slippery slope for me to even entertain an idea yeah. of playing around with that stuff. Yeah. And, and there's also like an all or nothing thinking around this, right? Yeah. It's like as soon as you cross over that line, you've crossed over the line. So all the other, you might as well just throw everything out the window. Right. Yeah. Because for me. Like, oh, if I already took some pot. Right. Then I'm not sober. So right. I can try but, having a drink and see how it goes. I know I tried a drink and now I'm feeling good. So like maybe, you know. But that's what happened to me yeah. when, in the beginning, right? So yeah. my first meeting I ever went to was November 17th, 1985. Yeah. My sobriety date is April 3rd, 1986. Yeah. So between November and April, I tried to enjoy and control my substance mm. and drinking. And I could not. I Like yeah. I... Christmas Eve, so November 17th, let's go fast forward, Christmas Eve, work, handing out bonuses, passing around champagne, goes around one, twice, three times, I just grab it, I drink it, I'm off doing coke the whole night. Smoking cocaine. Smoking, yes, because... I didn't even know that you could do that. Which is different than smoking crack. Oh, that sounds a lot more. (sighs) Sounds a lot more... Smoking cocaine was... versus freebasing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, call a spade a spade, my gal. <laughs> we we're cracking up today because your dad said, um, you know, mm. our daughter, our daughter, your sister's graduating yeah. with a degree in biology with an undergrad in chemistry. And he's like, the only chemistry I know is how to make freebase in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> So good on you. Yeah, <laughs> that science. But that's came a from sign, somewhere. you know. Like <laughs> again, how different you, you know, had we met if we were out there drinking, yeah. how different that life would have been. And totally. but but going back to that, I didn't give up weed mm. completely. And so you're California sober before it was before cool. Before it, well, no, it wasn't cool. I was hiding it, like it a lot of people do. It wasn't and I think people say they're California sober, but they're... It's like a tongue-in-cheek term now. It, yeah. But but it's also like I knew I wasn't really sober mm. and I was taking chips mm-hmm. and I was lying to myself mm-hmm. and lying to other people. And I, and I Because say of that, your definition of sobriety. Right. Which yeah. was nothing from the neck up. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to exclude because I don't want people to interpret that wrong. Yeah. If you're taking medication for depression, anxiety, or whatever, as prescribed Mm -hmm. by a doctor, as it's prescribed, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I 1000% believe in in that 
uh, therapy. What I don't believe in is lying to myself mm-hmm. and lying to the people that are giving me a chip for 30 days yeah. when I don't really have 30 days because yeah. I just smoked a bowl on the way to the meeting. But mm-hmm. I had to bring a cake, so I'm bringing the cake. I feel like the what's so funny about that to me is like I can always tell when somebody has like smoked even a cigarette or pot because uh, I can smell like because oh, I don't do well, it we all smoke I cigarettes then so everybody so you smells, covered your pot smoke yeah with and divisine and gum like you know we're addicts we know how to cover our tracks like we're not think it we're works sneaky, as well as sneaky. everybody thinks it no, does like like nobody can smell the vodka everybody says you yeah. can't smell vodka you can fucking smell vodka yeah by oh the way. yeah so knowing that that I wasn't sober yeah. meant that, you know, when I, when the beast is unleashed and yeah. now I'm obsessing, mm. then I can justify having a drink right? because I'm already not already really sober yeah. anyway. Mm. So if I'm not already sober anyway, then I can just probably have a glass of wine or a shot of tequila. You may as well try or, it just to see if or it whatever. sticks or not. And then, yeah. and then it's like I'm off to the races. And yeah. so... If you give a mouse a cookie. If you give if you a give mouse, mouse some freebase. If you give a mouse some freebase, they're going to want some heroin. <laughs> I never did heroin, but I'm sure that's probably what I would have wanted. I don't know why I chose the drug that made you stay up all night. I did not want to stay up mm. all night. Although I think it ties into my idea of being productive. Like that whole thing of like... I love... Denise in therapy because we're getting to the, the we're getting a layer deeper yes but I, the, uh, the irony was we mm. make these grandiose plans high on mm. cocaine in the middle of the night and then the next day you're so fucking trashed that yeah. you never got and you couldn't remember what you said yeah. I mean you knew that we were having these really great conversations mm. about this amazing shit we were going to do but none of it yeah. ever got done and um anyway it's so funny to me because I feel like I do the same thing, but just as like an anxious and depressed person. Mm. So I'm like, oh, like I would love to try to make cardamom buns tomorrow morning because I'm going to be off of work for the whole day, right? And like I have all this time. And then my alarm goes off or I don't have an alarm, but I wake up and it's like eight o'clock and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just like, you know, wake up, scroll Instagram, take care of the dog. And then like nine o'clock rolls around. I still don't want to get out of bed. And then all of a sudden, it's like one in the afternoon. I blame Instagram. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. It's not just the gram, but. Yeah. But it's addictive. Again, it's addictive, right? So there's a thing. I mean, there's a reason why everybody wakes up and picks up their phones. They made it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's, I think, why I have such a hard line around self-medicating mm-hmm. versus professionally medicating yeah and also it's just about an honesty thing if mm-hmm. you're gonna say get up and say okay I, i'm at a whatever meeting whatever yeah. meeting allows you to be i guess maybe there's a california sober meeting where you can go sure. smoke weed and it's okay mm-hmm. i'm good for you yeah then if you're being honest about it just yeah. be honest about it i was not being honest yeah. about it so i was lying to myself i was lying to these other people which again Adds another layer of me mm. not feeling okay about myself, yeah. making one more fucking shitty thing that I'm doing out in the world mm. that makes me less than and feel bad. Right. And so, you know, you got to strip away all of that shit so that mm-hmm. you can feel good about yourself as a human being, Yeah, feel comfortable in your skin. 
which is the whole point of us doing this. Yeah. And so that yeah. people hopefully out there can do this kind of work and feel a little more comfortable in their skin. And also find connection with people, right? I think ultimately our goal is that people will be able to have their own meetings in this style, right? Mm-hmm. Ideally with us, like come yeah. come hang with us. <laughs> um, but also like this is a tool and a resource, right? right? It's a framework because everybody needs it, right? Like I'm really lonely right now. Feeling Being in that room refilled my cup in a way that I knew I needed but didn't know I needed, mm. right? And so that's why I showed up to like the Zoom this week. Which feels good, but it's not the same as it's being in a room. It's not the same. There's like a magic of being in person. The magic is the the feedback. Like when you say something funny and you can hear the laughter. Or when yeah. you say, or somebody says something devastating and everybody like... <gasps> You know, takes yeah. that collective breath in for you. Like right. there's this thing that happens when everybody's yeah. in the room, like breathing the same or air. Like that one guy, this one guy shared at the first retreat meeting, and afterwards I went up to him and I was like, "I just want to give you a hug. Like, can I hug you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And we did. We hugged for a long time. Yeah. And it's so nice. It's so nice to to be a person among people mm. and then feel safe moving about in the world knowing that there's people that you can like reach out to yeah and we do reach out to each other right like there is a thing that happens i've heard from a lot of them afterwards about how meaningful it was for them to have a place to go at the beginning and how how much how they feel like they have a seat at the table yeah and some people knew each other but some people didn't and that didn't affect the way that everybody related to each other from the beginning of that meeting no right i thought all of like the the people who have been on the zooms were going to kind of like cluster and chit chat and catch up and it was like no everybody just found their seat and kind of introduced themselves to their neighbor and and shout out to steve who drove three hours can't I didn't know. It's just oh, okay. Steve. Steve. Who drove three hours. And also recognized me by voice <laughs> from this podcast. <laughs> to come to the meeting yeah. and then drove like home. four hours. Like four back. hours. <laughs> like God bless you. But yeah. so amazing. That That's what community does yes. though, right? Yes. Because we're, we, you know, we are now a group that meets from across the country, right? Yeah. And so having a like... Oh my God, we're all going to be in person together. Yeah. People from New York and people from Florida and people from Colorado and people from yeah. across the country mm-hmm. um, bonding in this way. And many of us never even knew each other before yeah. that meeting. And so anyway, it's just, it's just, there's a magic in the rooms that people don't know about. And I'm hoping that, I don't know, I it's so funny. We went to another party after on Saturday when we got back and mm. uh, Jackie introduced me to somebody and she's like, you need to meet this person. She's spiritual. She's a minister. <laughs> and I was like, I'm spiritual too. And she's like, how so? And I was like, well, we had the audacity to rewrite the 12 steps as a spiritual practice for mm. people who aren't addicted. She's like, you know, stood up, tell me more about that. And, yeah. you know, there is something to being able to, build community in a way that is safe and inclusive and not judgmental and not and also not having to belong you don't have to be addicted you don't have to have this thing that I have that I can go to my meeting to relate to people 
around that. But I can also have this where it's like more of a spiritual practice with people and community. Right. And so, um, anyway, it was just a, it was a cool thing, but I have to say, uh, by Thursday, Thanksgiving this week, I was, all out I was all out of social capital (laughs) I was done I was done talking yeah I just could not have a conversation about anything I was like I was just done and um I felt bad because I'm at my mom's and then at, at a certain point after we had between dinner and dessert I was I just had to like go sit in the living room for a minute and it's just like I can expand that social capital. Mm. And the thing is, is like going to this retreat now and I've been at this company now seven years. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of people I love to see. And so every couple of steps, it's like, oh my God, hi. And you're just like so happy to see these people. Yeah. But after three days of that, you're like, I'm tapped out. Like my voice is all funky. My voice is still funky. And and so I just didn't have anything for left, which I felt bad about because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I shouldn't use up all my social capital at work and not have anything left for my family on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it was, there was definitely something I felt after that where it was like, yeah. oh, how could I um, s- keep something in the reservoir, mm-hmm. you know, for my family uh, at a time that is like one of my favorite gatherings which is thanksgiving yeah. you know it's just around being thankful and mm-hmm. i know you and i have differing opinions Maybe, about thanksgiving yeah. but i'm not celebrating the um you're not celebrating pillaging of I genocide i know but that's i mean again it's a generational difference my generation can't separate the art from the artist your generation can anyways happy holidays <laughs> happy holidays <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. I also wanted you to talk about like your, like how did you get through this week and talk more a little about like the little delights. Oh, mm. okay. So Jackie See, talked about it la- questions last. She's my mom. We talk all the time. <laughs> last week. We, our last episode, you mm. talked about a book called the book of delights, which it's I haven't so read good. yet. I have not read yet, but I, the premise was to find delight in every day. And this week on Wednesday, after I got off work, again, knowing I'm tapped out, I'm mm-hmm. so tired, but I had to go to the post office. There's this little post office in Santa Monica, which I will not disclose because I don't want anybody to know where it is because it's just, it's there. It's great. And I walk in on Wednesday before Thanksgiving and there's no line and the guy's standing there by himself and he's got Into the Mystic by Van Morrison playing on the music. And I was like, this is like the best post office I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just magic. And he's like, I know, it's kind of great in here right now. And then by the time I left, there was a big line behind me. But yeah. it was just like that little moment of finding mm. delight in going to the post office, something as yeah. simple as going to the post office. And then I've been playing Van Morrison on my car and I've been, you know, just r- r- like listening to th- that music just because yeah. I forget how music can change the my whole vibe. Like it just, it's like feel good music, yeah. no matter what, when I put it in the car, my husband's making fun of me. But as we were going to the meeting today, his head's like, mm. You know, you can't help it. You can't yeah. help it. And so, yeah, yeah. That, that was that. Did I talk about anything else about the delights? I think no. that was it. No. I think, yeah. 
that and then next time on the next one next one you wanted um, to talk about a few i wanted things. to talk about a few things yes i wanted to talk about kind of related to the delights but the good inside concept and also which i think we've talked about before but i just feel like it's extra relevant around the holidays and then also how i like made uh, my first kind of true amends Ooh. since starting these steps in a very like intentional like Ooh, this feels icky but also it was kind of like like i'm starting to shed some of that like lizard skin right and like i didn't you know the full thing isn't coming off but we got like a little a little bit couple of, of it. scales yeah a couple of scales have left yeah. the village yeah nice yeah all right well when you talk about that i'll bring up the promises because there's mm. a certain um passage in the big book that talks about what happens as you start making these amends and it's really beautiful so maybe i'll read that too um, yeah because it is still relevant right yes. that's that is the it is the ancestor of this work yes and it's my experience yeah. at, of doing it so i think we're just we're just talking about what we're going through it's it's kind of a cool thing all right well we did it we did it we survived thanksgiving you survived thanksgiving or not if you're international you Thanks survived so we're gonna say happy week. holidays happy right? holidays we're going into the holidays no matter we're where you the are there's some sort of holiday coming yeah. up right mm -hmm. and um grateful to do this with you yeah me too and drink your water drink some water you're a freaking miracle you're a fucking miracle and uh and you're a fucking miracle and you're a fucking miracle and you get a miracle and you get a miracle and you get a miracle thank you for listening follow us stay tuned i think you're yeah follow you always do this weird voice every time i'm like be shameless about it follow we us we really want this project to grow we want to help people yes. so the more you share this project share, and share follow. the episodes share and follow share and follow reach out to us if you have questions if you want to be a guest if you're interested in coming to our meetings once they start happening um we don't really have like a brand or a website yet but there it's, it's coming together stuff is coming Stuff is coming, which is also why we haven't been on here as much. Yeah. You know. And we're going to be a little haphazard. We won't be every other Monday for regular. a little for yeah. a little bit. But once we get our space yeah. situated, we'll be on the regular again. So stay tuned. And thank yes. you so much for joining us. Bye. We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here.